Sense podcast is here. The final two weeks of the 22-23 American Hockey League campaign are upon us, and the Belleville Senators are still in the fight. Still in the fight. Maybe a little down, certainly not out, and a couple of huge games coming up this weekend against the Cleveland Monsters. Hi, everybody. David Foote, Joel Vanderland here with you as always. Uh, thanks for tuning in again this week. We will uh, recap last week's three of six points that the Sens picked up on a busy 3-3. Three and three. And uh, we'll also check in with Evan Jeffrey from the front office and get to know your FO. And we will preview those two massive matchups against the Cleveland Monsters this week. Senators could know by the end of the week what's going on playoff-wise, either uh, based on their performance or based on what happens elsewhere. And uh, it is uh, a mess, to say the least, Joel, if you look at the playoff picture. <laughs> Yeah, it really is, and it's it's as tight as it's ever been, and not just in the battle to get in, in the battle for seeding uh, outside of the Toronto Marlies who have, have locked up the, the first seed in the North Division. So um, it's going to be an interesting uh, week, two weeks now, uh, with, with the season winding down uh, throughout the whole North Division. you got Syracuse, Utica, Rochester uh, fighting for second place in the division. you got Belleville, Laval, and the Cleveland Monsters fighting just to get into the, the postseason dance, so... Uh, riveting stuff and that's kind of what the league wants that's kind of what the fans want uh, exciting games down here in the stretch and the extra team that gets in kind of adds that little bit more um, I guess excitement that that you know extra chance that somebody else will have their season continue and have a chance to uh, maybe pull a March Madness upset uh, in in the first round and uh, that kind of just extends the life of these playoff drives because of the extra spot. Um, you mentioned it, Belleville in the mix with uh, Laval and Cleveland. Sens and Monsters at the start of the week are tied at 65 points. Rocket coming in with 68 points and uh, Cleveland also two games in hand against Belleville. Rochester Americans start the week in fourth. They are nine points up on the Senators, so likely not catchable, though technically it could happen. If uh, Rochester loses out and Belleville wins out, they've got five games left. That would be ten points, so that would get them there. Um, but again, based on the way that things have gone, it, it also seems like when the Senators are looking for help, they'll get you know an opponent that they need to lose to lose, but it happens in overtime or something. There's always an extra point that still messes things up and, and it just kind of keeps moving the carrot uh, away from the Sens or chasing it. Yeah, but like David Bell said to us, I think after the Syracuse game, this team is not uh, not going to get out of the playoff race. They continue to fight. They continue to show their resolve. They're a group that wants to get in um, and they keep collecting enough points to stay in the race, which is all you can really ask for. Uh, with the roster fluctuation, the injuries they've dealt with, and um, just think about how good it will feel if they do get into the postseason <laughs> oh, wow. after um, such a such a season filled with, like we mentioned, the injuries and, and the roster moves. So um, at the end of the day, they're in the position that they want to be in here um, in the playoff race with two weeks left. So definitely some exciting games uh, to come this week. In the three and three last weekend, uh, again they got. Three of a possible six points, not as many points as they would have liked. I think four points was maybe the goal. Six points obviously would have been 
fantastic. But uh, the week starts with a shootout loss in Syracuse. Again, a building that is notoriously tough for the Belleville Senators. Uh, they've only won there like three or four times in franchise history. Uh, one of those wins was this season. And they go in there and they get scored on in the opening couple of minutes. First two shots of the game go in on Dylan Ferguson. Ferg leaves the game after the second goal with an injury. Uh, he didn't play the rest of the weekend. And at that point, you're thinking that the Sens are in trouble. It's going to be another one of those long nights in Syracuse. But that wasn't the case. Belleville came back, uh, ended up coming back twice from two goal deficits. They really made a game of it and, and showed that, um, like you say, this is a team that is down but not out and will fight uh, to the very last game of the season. And I think it's games like that that give you hope that they can get into the postseason, mm -hmm. right? You, you look at everything that went wrong. Dylan Ferguson leaves three minutes into the contest with an injury. They get scored on twice on the first two shots, like you mentioned, but they come back. Then they're down early in the third period by two goals again. They come back uh, to force overtime in an eventual shootout. So even to get a point out of that hockey game, you're kind of making something out of a, a little bit of nothing early. Um that's got to really be, and I think that helped them carry the, that uh, um, the, the good feelings and the, the drive into Saturday's game, which was just outstanding. Mm -hmm. and, and, I mean, you look at the fact that they came back from that two-goal deficit twice, they forced the shootout, and hit two posts in the shootout. Igor Sokolov and John Quenville both hit two posts, and it's one of those, I mean, that's the thing with sports, right? It's uh, You're either right there by a couple inches or you miss by a couple inches, and that was the case on Friday, but still not a bad start to the weekend. Um, strong, you know, effort. Uh, uh, we talk about the, the battle back and the fight in this group, so you kind of set the stage for a couple of uh, difficult games against the division-leading and now division-clinching uh, Toronto Marlies, uh, as we foreshadow a little bit, but um, it set the ends up nicely for the weekend, and I think they were able to carry a bunch of momentum from Friday night into the Saturday home game at CAA Arena that actually ended up being the fourth-highest attended game in Belleville Sens franchise history. The joint was bumping on Saturday night, and and I think it worked out for the Sens. They they beat their rivals 4 nothing, get their first shutout of the season. Yeah, it really did, and they score just over two minutes in. Dylan Hetherington finds the back of the net, and uh, kind of leading by example there, he played a really strong game, I thought, defensively, and chips in with the eventual game winner just over two minutes in because Levy Marilinen was just outstanding in his... Uh, North American pro debut, making 41 saves for the shutout. Yeah, that's the story. We kind of skipped the lead in teeing up the middle game of the 3-3. Three and three. Levy Marilinen, who has been here what, about a week maybe now after finishing the pro season in Finland. Uh, again, a reminder, he's uh, from Finland, obviously. Played in Kingston last season, and uh, the Senators decided, hey, uh, we'd like you to go back home to Finland, play with men for a season uh, step up your game a little bit, so to speak, with all due respect to the Ontario Hockey League. And uh, and back he came, and here he is. And uh, boy, was he ever stunningly good on Saturday night. Like, like goaltenders have good nights. This was an incredible night. He looked so cool, so calm, not flustered. It could have been his 100th American Hockey League game, let alone his first. Yeah, he's really cool, calm, collected, and a big goalie too, which helps. And just moves laterally so nice and really finds the puck and uh, doesn't give up many rebounds. And I think that was the key against the Toronto Marlies team that's so shot heavy. And <laughs> they love to shoot the puck. And 
Uh, most nights they, they're able to find three, four goals. Not on this night as uh, Levy Marilina was just too good for them. And the timing was good for Belleville as well. Toronto had lost uh, five in a row, I think, or six in a row heading into that game on Saturday. And the Senators had lost four in a row heading into that game and uh, really just, just took it to the Marlies. Uh, they were opportunistic, the Senators were. They get that outstanding goaltending, and you're, any team is tough to beat when they get a goaltending performance like Levy Marilinen put up uh, on that uh, Saturday night. We'll have uh, some highlights from Levy in our uh, highlight of the week. It's highlights of the week this week because he was just that good. So at this point, weekend's looking pretty good. Sens now have their three points and uh, looking to... Continue that on Sunday afternoon in Toronto. Quick turnaround, end of a three and three. And I think the weekend and and maybe just the point we're at in the schedule just kind of caught up with them because uh, it seemed like the Senators kind of ran out of gas on Sunday afternoon. Uh, Toronto scores first. Sens did battle back and take a quick lead. But then the Marlies, you know, they've been snake bit for so long uh, seven or eight games where they hadn't been scoring a lot. You figured they were going to break out at some point, and as soon as they got the first one, got that feeling back, on they came, and the Marlies skate to a 6-2 win. Yeah, and you could see the reaction of Alex Steves when when he scored that goal, uh, like, a, like a chip had been uh, lifted off his back, and uh, it's really tough to beat the same team twice, let alone the same team in less than 24 hours, mm. so... Um, like you mentioned, the the Toronto Marlies kind of broke through there offensively. They score six goals and show why they're, they're still the class of the North Division, why they were able to, to clinch a playoff spot so early, why they were able to clinch the division pretty relatively early as well. So uh, Antoine Bebo makes 32 saves. Um, tough game for him. He's been battling some ailments throughout the season. And, yeah. Uh, he's been outstanding for the club at times. He's so. been a workhorse for Belva, right? Like, yeah, he has. He's been battling little nagging, well, yeah, ailments. I like that because they're not necessarily bad enough that they force him to stay out, but it's it's stuff that he's been able to play through. And again, I think Antoine Bebo has played far more games this year, at least in Belleville, than maybe he was expecting to play. Yeah, and I think too, I think when you, you look back at, at the summer and you look at the guys they were able to sign, this is why he was brought here. Uh, to kind of give you that goaltending depth, you, you know, you can tap him on the shoulder. He's he's a pro's pro. He'll he'll take the net whenever. He's battling stuff. He still goes out there and and performs to his best of his abilities. So uh, a little bit of a rough night on the stat sheet for him. But I think when when you look at it, Justin Peters, David Bell, Ben Sexton, um, they'll give him a tap on the shoulder and say thanks for for, for going out there and um, playing goal for us. Because I think you mentioned on the show. They weren't sure if he was going to get through warm-up mm-hmm. even. So um, a little bit, uh, not a great situation for him there, but he did his best. And uh, Graham McPhee records his first point, a, a nice play with Matthew Wedman. So uh, good to see the depth guys kind of getting on the score sheet here after they've done some some good work to, to keep this team in the playoff race as well. Yeah, uh, and again, I think just at the at the end of the day, the day of travel on the third game of a 3-3, three and three, an afternoon start, just the stars didn't really align for the Senators, and and they ran out of a little bit of gas there on, on Sunday. But um, the bright side is they get half the points for the weekend. Um, as, as David Bell said to us after the game Sunday, not as many points as we wanted, but more points than we could have ended up with. So you have to look at it like we said right off the top. The Senators are still in the fight. Um, they're not out of it just yet. And um, 
the playoff situation will change over the course of the week. Uh, this email actually just coming in from uh, Jason Chamovich with the American Hockey League. The Wednesday clinching scenarios are out early because the league is off on Tuesday as we're recording this. Um, the only team in the North Division that can clinch on Wednesday is the Syracuse Crunch. They're in Rochester for what's sure to be a, a really tight game because those two teams uh, among the three that are battling for those two, three, four spots. But um, a Syracuse win at Rochester and a Cleveland loss in Belleville in regulation would clinch a spot for Syracuse and um, keep the Monsters uh, at bay, so to speak. Again, we're, we're watching Laval and we're watching, obviously, Cleveland, who will go to Laval after they play Belleville on Wednesday. That's going to be really interesting. Maybe we'll touch on that in uh, uh, in our, our later segment. Uh, we'll we'll talk a little bit more about the playoff picture and and who do you root for in that game? Not a, not a three point game. <laughs> not a three point game. Exactly. We'll we'll touch on that in a little bit. Uh, Evan Jeffrey from uh, the front office is going to join us uh, shortly as well. Quick update on the statistical leaders for the Senators. At the end of the week, Angus Crookshank still leading the team with goals, 25. Igor Sokolov is the assists and points leader. Crookshank also has the most power play goals on the team. Jake Lucchini is the league leader in shorthanded goals. He's got four. Matt Boucher, an impressive plus 11. And let's quickly just run back to him on Saturday night. He had a three-point night, um, an empty net goal, a couple of assists, and was so noticeable out there. Uh, I talked to David Bell Sunday about his performance and just what that kind of effort can do for a player like that at this time of the year. Obviously, the playoffs are the focus, but guys are looking ahead to next season already, and, and a kid like Matt Boucher, who's been here on a PTO all season long, is literally playing for a job, so he needs to have those kind of efforts here uh, in the final week or two of the season. Yeah, and he's excelled everywhere he's gone. He went to U Sports. He, he wins a, a title there. He goes to the ECHL. He's ECHL Rookie of the Year. He comes here. He's a plus 11. He's putting up some points now. He's he's getting some confidence, and uh, David Bell sure loves him, calls him the plumber because he just fills so <laughs> many holes uh, for this team in the bottom six and even in the top six now a little bit. So plays power play, plays penalty kill, and it's good to see him uh, working his way into an AHL contract for next season. Yeah, he's been uh, outstanding to say the least. Certainly going to give some executives somewhere, if not here in Belleville, something to chew on. And um, yeah, he was a real big piece of the puzzle on uh, Saturday in that win over the Toronto Marlies. Uh, rounding out the stats, uh, Antoine Bebo has the most wins by a goaltender this year with nine. Dylan Ferguson has the best goals against and save percentage at two even and 934 respectively. We could get uh, Ferg maybe back this week. We haven't had the update from the coaching staff on what the injured list looks like, but there could also be more movement because right after his win on Saturday, Levy Marilinen was called up to Ottawa. He'll likely make his National Hockey League debut on this uh, Tuesday night as we're recording this. A couple more guys leaving practice in Ottawa this morning as well, so who knows? Um, by the time we hit the game on, on Wednesday, things could look different. By the time we hit the game on Friday, things definitely will look different. You'll have to tune in to the Belleville Sens Entertainment Network uh, for both game day broadcasts to get the latest uh, on the roster and the injury situation. Uh, we're going to head to break. Evan Jeffrey from the front office is about to join us. We will leave you with a handful of saves from an impressive AHL debut by Sens goaltender Levy Marilinen. Back on episode 12 of the Belleville Sens podcast in just a moment. Circle. And Amberzitsi gets it back. There are Gachinsev 
What a great save by Marilainen with Larson in the corner. Betts there too. Came out for Dragachinsev. Another pass across. And there's Levy to lean in and make a Tamberberg gets in. He's going to break free and drive the net. Marilainen makes the save. Yeah, he does. Circle into the slot. Shaw dropped it back. Long shot. Two more good saves. Three more by Marilainen. Four more as he comes across and makes another stop. Snapped ahead for Johnstone in front to Steves, and he gets stopped by Marilainen as well. On the backs of a 42-save shutout for Levy Marilainen in his American Hockey League debut. Moving along on episode number 12 of the Belleville Sins podcast. David Foote and Joel Vanderland here with you. I hope you're enjoying the show so far as we recap last week's three points out of six against, who did we play? Toronto twice and Syracuse. And uh, we'll preview the upcoming week against the Cleveland Monsters in our next segment. But right now, it's time for everybody's favorite segment, Get to Know Your F.O. As we check in with the front office and... This week's guest is chosen by Joel and I because uh, the boss forgot to pick somebody, or we forgot to ask her to pick somebody. I won't. We won't lay the blame. It's our fault. We'll 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 take the heat. Do I have you plugged in here, Joel? Hang on. Hang on a second. On the fly. We we do this show on the fly. Check that out. Give me a test. Test testing. Oh yeah, there he is. We'll we'll take the onus on uh, not reminding uh, Brianne and. We, we rectified it. We, we got Evan here. so It's fine. I think we're getting down to the uh, the nitty-gritty in terms of the staff anyway, right? We've I got Evan and his, his... There's two left, I think. Josh and Byron. Josh and yeah. Byron. Wow. So, coin, it's, coin it's like Ovechkin and Phil Kessel at the NHL All-Star game. Who's going last? <laughs> Who's <laughs> and, getting the car? And you just got to own it, right? If yeah. you're the last one, you're just going to... You just got to own that. But we're not giving away a car, so not like the NHL. We don't have that. We, no. <laughs> Nobody wants my car anyway, so I'm not going <laughs> to. No cars to give away, uh, but good discussion to be had, and Evan Jeffrey uh, is here with us. Uh, what's your title, Evan? Uh, it's now uh, Account Executive of Ticket Sales and Service. Or it's now, because yeah. you've been here for... Six Five months? I was going to say three. And, <laughs> like wow. You, November. November. Right. Uh, but you've Five had like five. four jobs since you've been here. Well, yeah, I guess if you round up. Uh, <laughs> technically two. Um, I started as uh, corporate partnerships. And uh, and then in, I guess it was February, I switched over here to uh, to ticket sales. So I'm still still kind of doing a little bit of both. And uh, yeah, no, I'm just happy to be here. Yeah. You bring a little sports background with you as well. We'll get into that uh, in, in a moment. Um, where are you from? What's your what's your deal? What's your background? What's my deal? Okay. Uh, where to start here? Yeah. I, <laughs> I grew up in a smaller town called Waterdown, uh, just outside of like Burlington. Yeah. Um, you know, found myself in high school, grade 12. I'm like, I don't know what I want to do with my life. Um, all I really had was sports and I found sports management at Brock, like, uh, half of our, half of our office here. And, yeah. uh, yeah, I went there for four years and then, and then graduated and, um, right out of school, I, uh, moved to Edmonton for a year and, and then now I'm back here. So it's been, uh, 
It's been a journey. I've gotten pretty good at moving, so <laughs> that's a good skill to have. Not one you want to use yeah, all the time, no, but nice to be. I've I've had my share of moving. I'm I'm done for a little bit here. <laughs> yeah, you're you're still a relatively young guy, and you you've had some impressive uh, some impressive positions so far in your career. You worked at Golf Canada. You worked in the CEBL with the Edmonton Stingers. Can you kind of talk us through those positions and um, kind of the the amount of experience you've been able to gain at such a young age and bringing that into our organization? Yeah, for sure. So, um, yeah, I worked for Golf Canada and Golf Ontario because uh, I loved golfing in the summers. And, you know, throughout my time in school, all the professors said, uh, you got to volunteer, you got to intern, you got to put in your time. So, you know, I just shot off a couple emails to, to Golf Canada and they luckily took me on and you know, that summer I, I traveled uh, out west for two months. Um, so that was a good experience. And uh, and then two summers later, I worked for Golf Ontario uh, and I was actually the one running the tournaments. So, you know, being a 22-year-old a running provincial tournaments and qualifiers and stuff, it was a little intimidating. But, uh, you know, you just kind of jump right into the firing and get going. So, no, it was, uh, it's always good to be around the golf course, um, but hockey's always kind of been my passion. So, um I saw this this job opening here and, and just uh, jumped on it. It worked out um, on a personal level, I guess, for you as well, right? Yeah. To be able to come to, to the Quinney region. Yeah, no, my parents live, uh, they moved out here as soon as I moved to school uh, or to university, sorry. So, um, yeah, no, it was good to come back from Edmonton and they uh, they took me back. So, <laughs> live with them for a little bit uh, and no, it was good. Uh, I love the area, so, yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, and that's something that uh, it's kind of been nice about our, our whole front office. Everybody's kind of getting ingrained in the community. Uh, everybody obviously lives here because uh, it would be hard to work here if you didn't. But um, and we're really trying to push that kind of community feel, and, and I think that's been coming across with all of our our interviews um, so far. Uh, Joel mentioned you worked in uh, in Edmonton with uh, with the Sting and the uh, the CEBL. Yeah, um, that's a relatively new league, not a big league by any means, and a little bit of a, it seems weird to say, like basketball is still kind of a niche sport in, in Canada, right? Um, so what was that kind of experience like um, being involved in a sport that everybody knows about and follows but isn't quite as popular as, as hockey or, or probably even golf? Yeah, no, it was interesting. So I, I had the same position there, uh, account executive. So um, yeah, that league's pretty new. They've been, they were around for three or four years when I started. Um, and it wasn't the easiest thing selling basketball when the Oilers were in the playoffs. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I uh, know that was, uh, it was kind of a, a, a rude awakening to the, to the sales world, but, uh, I was able to get, uh, get that done. So, um, that's kind of where I found out that I love doing ticket sales and just building that relationship with, with, uh, clients that come to the game, seeing them, you know, on, on back-to-back nights and stuff and just, you know, having a first name basis. It's like, um, what I really enjoy doing and, and building those building those relationships and you know having them call me um, talking about the Lions I'm a big Lions football guy and and just having them call me talk about football it's like uh, you know kind of makes it all worth it and that's that's kind of when this position became available I just kind of um, real I forgot how much I enjoy doing that so I'm I'm happy to be to be doing this now it's kind of nice from like the the fan standpoint too like not to take away from the major league teams or to make us feel like a minor league team, but we're a small office and a small community. And, you know, to have a connection with somebody like you or Goose or Josh or anybody in the ticket department, um, it's a lot better to me, I think, at least, than going on to Ticketmaster and 
clicking to buy your ticket. You don't always know what you're going to get, at least with you guys, you know, especially on the season seat side. You know, you can come in, get a tour of the rink, pick exactly where you want to sit. That personal uh, service, if you will, is something that you don't get with a lot of other uh, organizations. Right, yeah. You spend so much time here at the rinks, right? 36 games and um, just being able to, you know, know that, that we're there for them. And, you know, if you want to move seats, like we can do that tour in the arena so you can find the right spot for you. Um, just kind of that customer service side of things is what, what like I said, like I really enjoy. Um, and, uh, yeah. Talk about the connection side of things. Um, one of the initiatives you help kind of coordinate on our end is the BP Buddies program. How impactful has that been for, for yourself and for the organization? Yeah, I've been lucky enough to kind of... Uh, kind of take the lead on that, I guess, um, just getting everything ready for that. Um, I know you and I have talked about it a few times, but just after the game when the when the players come out, just seeing those kids' eyes light up, um, it's pretty, it's, it's kind of eye-opening, right? Like, uh, we might take it for granted, um, seeing the players every day and stuff like that, but seeing how much it means to these kids. Um, uh, I'm one game. They the one guy said uh, it's it's so much better than watching it on the internet or something, right? So it's like <laughs> it's, you just take it for granted, and and that really was was an eye opening experience. And I was just really grateful to be a part of that um, program, and and hopefully we can keep that going. Uh, we've talked about it on the last couple of podcasts. Ticket renewals. How's that going for you as you kind of get into your role and and kind of get to connect with your your list of season ticket holders and and. Um, make sure that they're satisfied and, and want to come back for next season. Yeah, for sure. It's always always kind of hard jumping over there in the middle of the season, just kind of with trying to get to know everybody. So it's been uh, it's been good um, bringing every most people into the rink, um, just kind of putting a face to the name. Um, same for them. So no, it's been really it's been really good. It's been really busy, um, but uh, I, I I enjoy it, and you know I'm here till sometimes later later in the evening but it's all it's all worth it right it's it's something i really want to be doing so um no i'm just really really grateful to be here and i always joke around that i'm just happy to be here working in hockey but it's the <laughs> truth and um you know being here on a game day and, and just being able to watch hockey is kind of um kind of makes it all worth it for me take a few more minutes here with evan jeffrey from the uh, ticket sales and service department here with the belleville senators um the american hockey league is it's a different animal and i think one of the jobs that maybe is not in the description of a ticket sales and service account executive is to maybe help teach the fans a little bit about this league and how different it is and kind of the way it operates. Um, what have you gathered uh, through your first five months in the American Hockey League in terms of, I guess, the challenges maybe that, that fans are facing in, in connecting with the team? Yeah, for sure. It's uh, it's been it's been cool to see. I, I didn't honestly realize how different the roster would be game to game yeah. um, coming into the season. But um, no, I think that that just adds a whole new aspect to the AHL, right? Like uh, you never know who's going to get hurt up in the up in the big club, and you know you got get some guys uh, playing well down here and, and get the call up, and they're not in the lineup the next day. It's, I think it's just kind of a, a neat environment, and you know. That also provides opportunity for other players that you might not get to see, um, trying to fill those roles. So, um, yeah, I know a lot of people, you know, they like seeing the same lineup every game. But uh, I honestly think um, the the variety of, of players coming and going, it, it makes it kind of more interesting. Is there kind of something throughout the season that kind of sticks with you, a, a moment or a memory just watching the team or a, a, maybe a goal or, or something that kind of is going to stick with you as we move into the offseason? Yeah, I mean, honestly, kind of whenever the Marlies are Marlies are in town, you see us score, and you know 
see some upset Marley's fans always <laughs> puts a smile to your face. I don't know if I'm allowed to say that, but uh, sure uh, you are. Yeah, no, this uh, this past Saturday was a great game, and um, no, that was that was one of the highlights for my season is just seeing seeing all those fans coming and hopefully uh, getting the win. How much pride can you take in that that game, fourth highest attended game in franchise history, and uh, kind of see all, all your work uh, with with the, the amount of fans that we were able to get into the building? Yeah, no, I can't take too much credit. Uh, it's uh, Josh and, and Goose back there put in the hours. Uh, they put in all the time. Um, it's really a kudos to them and, and Alex Pickford. Um, really, the whole team just uh, with the marketing and everything. It's been. Uh, it's a it's a been a team effort um, to get that many people in the building, and uh, everyone should be really proud of that. Uh, what are your uh, I guess goals moving forward? Um, uh, we talked to a lot of people who obviously uh, love the AHL but have future higher maybe aspirations. What uh, what's uh, on your goal list? That's a good question. Yes. Um, <laughs> uh, obviously, like to stay in, in hockey wherever wherever that may go. But um, no, like I said, I'm just really grateful to be here um, doing something that I'm really passionate about and love doing every day. Um, so yeah, I'm just I'm, I'm here for the ride. Yeah, as we all are, <laughs> and it's going to be a ride uh, right through till the end of this season. As uh, Joel and I will discuss in our next segment, teeing up the weekend against the Cleveland Monsters. Uh, did you have anything else, Joel? No, I think oh, uh, you looked like you had good. something to say. <laughs> oh, I'm just happy Evans here, doing a great job. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, no problem. Um, before we go, who's up next? Oh, we're gonna put me on the spot like that. Um, let's go with Josh Hill. Let's get our last uh, last ticketing guy in here and uh, see all the hard work he does. All right, Josh Hill is up next uh, as we continue to roll through uh, our front office staff on get to know your FO. This works out because uh, it seems like the last pot of the regular season will be our last get to know your FO. So that's perfect. We, we planned it well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we totally planned this. Yeah. yeah. All right, uh, we'll be back in uh, just a sec. We'll tee up these big games against the. Cleveland Monsters this week and uh, get into a little bit more of the uh, playoff schedule for the other two teams, uh, Cleveland and Laval, who are also battling for that fifth and final spot. Stay with us in episode 12 of the Belleville Sens podcast on the Belleville Sens Entertainment Network. One more segment to go on episode 12 of the Belleville Sands podcast. David Foote and Joel Vanderland still hanging out with you. Thanks again to Evan Jeffrey for his time. And Evan, of course, can help you with all of your corporate sales and uh, ticket sales needs. Jeffrey E at BellevilleSands.com if you want to get a hold of him. And uh, again, season ticket renewals are open until May 31st. If you buy or renew your season tickets, You'll be entered into weekly draws for various prizes, things like Belleville Sends prize packs, merchandise, uh, autograph memorabilia, and more. And again, if you buy your season seat membership before May 31st, you're also entered for the grand prize draw, which is to win your purchase, not just your one seat, your purchase. So if Joel buys four seats and they pick Joel's name, you win all four seats for free. Uh, all you got to do is, again, buy your season seat memberships or renew them by May 31st. All the details at BellableSense.com. Hover over the ticket link. Click the 23-24 season seat membership link, and everything will be right there for you. And uh, you just might get uh, lined up with Evan. Who knows? He might be the uh, one to help you out. Uh, before we get into previewing the week, 
We'd like to remind you to subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening, rate and review. Five-star rating would be uh, outstanding. We would very much appreciate that. And uh, we want to keep growing the podcast. I know the uh, the season's winding down and, and we're getting kind of to the end of things, but um, we're going to keep the podcast going through the summer, maybe not every week, but uh, we're going to do our best to, to keep everybody up to date on what's happening with the team and, and in the office, et cetera, over the summer months as well. So uh, make sure you subscribe. Don't miss an episode moving forward as we round out this season and start to head into uh, the summertime and 23-24. But again, as we talked about earlier, Senators are not out of it. They uh, are still in the hunt, not mathematically eliminated, but they need to win both games this week. I'm going to say we're in must-win territory, both games against the Cleveland Monsters, if nothing else, then to knock the Monsters out and at least get them off your tails. And then you're watching the Laval Rocket to see how they do in uh, in their remaining handful of games. But uh, it's a huge, huge week, uh, to say the least. Yeah, it's it comes down to this almost, as you, as you put it, so... Um, the Cleveland Monsters, two games in hand, tied with the Belleville Senators. So there's no better way than to to kind of knock them off, as you mentioned, than to beat them twice here uh, the, over this Easter weekend. And uh, the Cleveland Monsters, not an easy out. Um, they've had some success against the Belleville Sens this year. I think Belleville's two and four against them on the year. So a chance to get even on, on the season series and um, make sure that, that they're kind of... Uh, well behind you, so to speak, uh, when you're done this uh, this week. Yeah, it's um, it's it hasn't been an easy season series against the Monsters. Belleville's uh, one win at home coming in that like eight seven shootout back in October, and then the other win coming at the Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse just a, a few weeks ago. What is it about this Cleveland Monsters team that seems to give the Senators so much trouble? Because on paper they they match up pretty well. Yeah, I think it's it's kind of been their ability to kind of get their big guys going. Trey Fix Wolanski's got ten points in five games against Belleville. Josh Dunn's been paying for the Sens. He's up with Columbus now, but I think it's just kind of been a, a little bit of of them being opportunistic with their opportunities, and they've gotten really good goaltending from from Drake Graves uh, throughout the season series. Pavel Shion came in here, and, and he had an outstanding game as well. So. I think it's been a little bit of that. Um, there's been tight games as well. Even that 8-7 game, you, you look at it and it's a lot of scoring, but it's close. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's kind of what Bell has to, to lean lean on is that they've been they've been in games with Cleveland and it hasn't been a blowout one way or the other. They do match up pretty well against each other. So uh, I think it's going to come down to your best players being your best players. And uh, when you look at their side, that they've really been carried by by Trey Fix-Molanski uh, throughout the, the series. You talk about parity uh, in the North Division specifically, but really across the American Hockey League. And it's not just in uh, the rosters and the results, but kind of how the seasons have operated for Belleville and Cleveland. They're very similar. Both teams, NHL parent clubs dealing with a pile of injuries. It's, it's led to dozens of call-ups for the American League affiliate to have to deal with. They've both been put in a similar situation since the get-go, the drop of the puck back in October, and now here we are in mid-April, and they're in the same situation. And it just goes to show that that's that's kind of how the cookie crumbles in this league. And Belleville is not the only team that's been dealing with things, although it's been a little bit wild uh, for the Senators. Yeah, yeah, it's true. And when you, we talk with Tony Brown, the voice of the Monsters, he says the same thing. It's just been 
a crazy year on his end, updating league stat like he always does and the media notes and kind of similar to what we've been through, just constant roster moves. And I think, too, they're kind of looking at it like, hey, if we can get in the playoffs with the season we've had, wow, that's that's pretty impressive. Mm -hmm. And um, Columbus is not going to make the NHL playoffs, so they'll get some reinforcements from that, um, too. So uh, they're going to be fighting hard to get in. They, they've they've had a, a relatively good season for 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 the adversity that they've faced as well. So uh, it's going to be really interesting to see they go to Laval as well. Um, and th- this might come down to it for them. Even with the two games in hand, it's going to be these two games in Belleville and, and this game in Laval. This road trip is uh, extremely important for them. The first game is on Wednesday night. Uh, you may be listening to this Wednesday morning uh, or Tuesday night, depending uh, uh, on when we get this thing published. But um it will be Wednesday night for the final winning Wednesday of the regular season. Uh, pre-game uh, food and drink specials at CAA Arena if you show up early. And then on Saturday is the final home game of the regular season on Fan Appreciation Night. We will have the players doing their red carpet entrance starting around 3.30 or 4 o'clock. Lots of games and activities uh, in the Quinty Sports and Wellness Center gymnasium, including a magic show, which is about 45 minutes long, so that'll keep the kids occupied for a bit. In between the red carpet and game time, you'll have a little bit of a a break to to grab some food or whatnot before you head into the rink. Uh, And we're hoping for big crowds again uh, like we had last weekend. Tickets at Ticketmaster.ca or BellevilleSens.com. In between the Wednesday and Friday games, uh, this is actually an easy week for the Senators. No travel, same opponent, and uh, a couple of days off in between games. And I said Wednesday, Friday, Wednesday and Saturday games. On Friday night, Cleveland Monsters go to Laval to play the Rocket, who uh, Belleville are chasing and Cleveland are chasing. And boy, um, have the Rocket ever been soaring. They've got to be one of the streakiest teams in the American Hockey League this season. They put up, um, you know, they'll lose four or five in a row or win one out of ten, one out of eight and then put together four or five wins in a row. And, and right now, coming into this week, coming into that game with Cleveland on Friday, the Laval Rocket have won four straight, and they are doing everything that they need to do to qualify for the playoffs and really making life difficult on the Senators and uh, and the Monsters. And, and even with their run of play, I'm not sure Laval is going to catch Rochester. Um, they are, what, six points back? So maybe they will. Maybe they'll catch the... The Amherst, depending on if they slide. Laval's remaining schedule, Cleveland at home in Syracuse, and then Wilkes-Barre, Toronto, and Syracuse at home to finish. That's a favorable schedule for the Monsters, whereas the Belleville get Cleveland twice at home, and then Rochester, Toronto, Toronto to finish on the road. Um, The schedule seems to favor the Laval Rocket in terms of prognosticating who gets in. But who do we root for on Friday night? You you root for, I think you have to almost root for Cleveland, but assuming you win the yeah. game on Wednesday and then you figure we're going to beat them again Saturday, take some points away from Laval, it's, it's really tough to say. It is, and I think a lot of it comes down to what happens on Wednesday night. Uh, if, if Cleveland wins Wednesday and Friday, they're back in the driver's seat with their games in hand and everything that's going on there. So... Uh, <laughs> I don't know. It's it's tough. It it really is. You want the Laval Rocket to kind of hit a skid, right? You want them to come back down to earth. Um, they went to the Central Division and they decided our season's not over. We're gonna win four straight games and uh, get back in a playoff position. So 
Man, look at the teams they beat, too, right? Milwaukee, Rockford, and then they swept two games in Manitoba, yeah. which is not easy to do either. No, and all, all those teams are going to go to the playoffs, uh, like you mentioned. So um, they're hot. They're really hot. And um, it's 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 tough. I mean, Rochester's soaring, too. They've won. Uh, they've got points in seven straight. So it's uh, teams are getting hot at the right time here. And um, the Belleville Senators are keeping pace with them, which is encouraging. Uh, Belleville, the last month or so, have, have put together a really good stretch of hockey. And uh, they've been good defensively of late. So. It's, it's going to come down to, to beating Cleveland twice, hoping that Laval skids a little bit here and uh, you'll be in it uh, heading into that 3-3 three and three next week. Because regardless of how Belleville does, they don't play Laval again through the final five games, so they need Laval to lose or that's going to be it. Yeah, and they've done everything they can head-to-head against the Laval Rocket. Yeah. They dominated that yeah. season series, so... Um, from that end, they did they did what they had to do. It's just going to be, can the other teams start to help the Belleville Senators here? I think we talked about that uh, the other day, too. Like, how frustrating is that? Like, usually when you dummy a team in the season series, uh, you're not even thinking about them come playoff time, but the Rocket have just been so um, annoyingly sticky in, in the standings uh, that they've been able to do enough that their season series with the Senators is almost a a non-factor right now. Yeah, and if you look at it, you can look at it the other way. If Belleville doesn't dominate them, they're they're kind of out of this thing by now. So um, a credit to them on, on that standing. And it's it's been an interesting season from that perspective. Belleville will lose to a team that Laval will win where it goes the other way, and Belleville will beat, beat a team and here and there. So uh, there is a lot of parity across this league, which is great to see. Uh, there's a lot of teams still fighting for playoff spots heading into the final two weeks, which is uh, which is outstanding because it is a great product, and mm-hmm. uh, you want to see all these fan bases still engaged here in in April. So, um, the American Hockey League has done an outstanding job to to get get all these teams uh, to a standard uh, that's acceptable for the fans to watch, and uh, it's going to be highly entertaining as it always is in this league. And there's going to be roster moves. There's going to be be stuff like that. There's going to be injuries. So um, you're going to want to keep it posted here to to, to the weekend and uh, our social media and everything because it is going to be absolutely thrilling. Yeah. Uh, to finish off the schedule discussion in terms of strength of schedule, um, Laval has probably the easiest just because they're on home ice so much. But check this out for the Cleveland Monsters starting this week at Belleville, at Laval, at Belleville. Home to Grand Rapids, at Utica, at Rochester, home to Rochester. Those last three games are a 3-3 three and three to finish the season. So the schedule might work out in uh, Belleville's favor in terms of eliminating the Cleveland Monsters, but again, it is um, more about what the Laval Rocket do and the Senators controlling their fate, which just happens to be against the Cleveland Monsters this week. Yeah, I think it goes down to to that. Cole Castles did an interview this morning with with Global News Kinks, and he said just that. It's going to come down to to us. We have to win our games. Uh, You can't really think about the outside noise, what other teams are doing. We got the Cleveland Monsters twice. It works out in our favor. We beat them twice, okay? (laughs) Uh, There's nothing else you can do, really, right? So um, it's going to be absolutely critical to win those two hockey games, and uh, you hope uh, the Laval Rocket kind of come down to, to earth here a little bit, and um, their schedule might be favorable, but you still got to win those hockey games as we've seen. 
So before we say goodbye then, what are the keys, you think, for the Senators to win both games against Cleveland? Because we're not going to talk about a split. We're going to talk about the Belleville Senators winning both games against the Cleveland Monsters. How do they get that done? I think it's going to be staying disciplined. That was a, a little bit of a, a struggle on Sunday afternoon against the Toronto Marlies. You can't let Cleveland go to the power play. They've, yeah, their power play is good too, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then I think it goes back to to the identity of the four-check, um, playing to, to, to your your keys and, and getting the, the big guys involved, getting Jake Lucchini, um, Rourke Chartier scored. He gets off the mend a little bit, which is huge. No Igor Sokolov. He was called, uh, as of right now, as of recording, he was called up to uh, the NHL and, and will likely suit up for the Ottawa Senators tonight. So who, who knows if Soko's back or not. Yeah, so it, I think it's those guys kind of taking care of their business and, and getting their team, willing their team into, into a playoff position. And then it always goes back to getting some good goaltending and who knows who's going to be in net as well as uh, that train continues to, <laughs> to move on. <laughs> So many questions uh, still to answer in terms of uh, roster and uh, who gets in, but uh, we might have some answers by the end of this week. Uh, It's one of those situations where if we have an answer, it's probably not going to be good. If we don't have an answer, we're going to have to wait another week to find out and see what happens. So stay tuned. Uh, The Sens are battling. Uh, They're ready to go, and uh, they're confident, I would say, heading into these uh, pair of games against the Cleveland Monsters this week. Uh, The music means that's time to go, so we will wrap things up on episode 12 of the Belleville Sens podcast for Evan Jeffrey on our Get to Know the FO uh, segment. Joel Vanderland, thank you as always, sir. Yeah, no worries. Always fun to, to do these. That's why we keep doing it, because it's fun. Not because it's mandated by uh, our superiors. That's for sure. No, definitely not. Definitely not. All right, we're out of here. Uh, we'll talk to you next week on episode 13. Enjoy the games this week. Get to CAA Arena on Wednesday and on Saturday. Tickets at Ticketmaster.ca or BellevilleSens.com. And uh, if you can't make it to the rink, we'll talk to you Wednesday night on the Belleville Sens Entertainment Network and AHL TV. See you later.